Let's do it live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Ed Carbajal. Ed, what's up, brother? How's it going? What's good, my man? It's uh, March is a pretty crazy month for the uh, fight game. Um, so, you know, another pay-per-view. I can't remember the last time they doubled up on pay-per-views. I feel like maybe it wasn't that long ago, but... Maybe it was uh, uh, the, the way the UFC goes these days. Uh, uh, they look fry my brain a little bit. Keep trying to keep in track with what they're doing anymore. Yeah, I mean, obviously we got the pay per view. We're coming off of a big mm-hmm. Bellator event past weekend. We're coming off of uh, Dashavili domination uh, over Peter Yan. Yeah, that was a great um, fight. I actually got to see that, even though it was on ESPN Plus. I didn't know that they show those ESPN Plus cards inside of uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. So I did not know that either. I didn't. I, I yeah. I, I was like, uh, that wasn't advertised. I don't know if they were supposed to do it, but they did it, and I watched it and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. No, I was uh, the main event was uh, you know kind of as we you know we spoke quickly about it, but it was a lot of spam and takedowns and mm-hmm. uh, setting record for takedown attempts and through uh, through Peter Yan off of his game and uh, kind yeah. of left him in a limbo state right now after three <laughs> losses in a row. Uh, Actually, four losses in a row. Um, I, I don't know what what, what Mirab Devashvili does for like his cardio or whatever he he's taking or whatever. If he's if he's on any supplements that I, I need to know about because whatever he's doing, I want to do it because because <laughs> literally the guy was on fire and then he was dancing after the event and it's like where do you have that energy? I know he's younger than us and stuff, but I'm just like holy shit, man. That's Envious cardio, envious cardio from that. I, I don't even, I can't even think of anybody who comes close to that, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> obviously, there's some guys who are cardio kings, but I can't think of anybody who mm-hmm. just is caught. I mean, he doesn't give you a second to even think about what you're doing in that cage. He's on your ass so quick. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's maybe not the most, uh, exciting fight style. I mean, let's be honest, complete like seven of 50 takedowns, but it yeah. sure as hell is effective and it, uh, it's, it's definitely I, I was, we've never seen. I was dialed in on it. I mean, I enjoy watching that stuff. I know not every, like you said, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I was just like, I, I was, I, I knew he was going to win. I hadn't picked to win, but um, I was surprised that he was the underdog actually, but um, I didn't, I didn't, I just, the, the constant go, go, go. I mean, that's, that's got to be like just soul crushing when you're in, in the middle of the fight. I mean, Jan probably, you know, those guys don't guys like at that level don't think about quitting, but he definitely probably was like, "Holy shit, how many more rounds of this is there?" You know, he probably it's one of those things where you you go. I actually there's a, there's a dude I train with. He actually subscribes to the YouTube channel, Lauren. He jogged for seven hours straight one day. <laughs> so when you when he comes to train with us in the gym, like like he could do like I don't know how many matches, and he'll be just as energized from the beginning of the class as he was to the end of the open mat portion because his cardio is so good. And that's just, I actually said to him last week and I was like, you know what? I got to start going with you first. I can't be going with you last when I'm already one or two matches in because my old ass lungs and I'm asthmatic. Can't take it. But yeah, it's crazy, dude. That, that literally was like, uh, um, that should have been more better ex- 
advertise that event um because you know something else went on that night that seemed to take up the ufc's advertising funds but um <laughs> i had forgot about that I, <laughs> I, I watched it i'm not gonna lie i, I watched some of it um I watched most of it because there wasn't really anything else on that other, you know, with everything going early, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Bellator was Friday night, not to deep dive too much into it, but uh, Shabili and Nur Mergamedov advanced in the tournament. Nurmagomedov defends his title against Vincent Henderson. Love to see uh, uh, Usman getting oh, yeah. uh, that, that hype, you know, it's uh, it, we're starting to see that a little bit more with Bellator. I think uh, fans are starting to have their eyes opened a little bit. Um, or, or other promotions in general. I mean, we had the big, uh, when BKFC had their knuckle mania thing, the Richmond hunt fight kind of got a bunch of eyes on that. And it's been nice to see some of these, um, uh, media guys who mm-hmm. tend to, uh, you know, really only lean one direction, uh, give yeah. props and, 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 and credit to where credit is due to some of these guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, seeing Nurmagomedov, uh, Usman get, um, you know, get talked about it in a, in a way that like he is definitely up there and, and could be in theory competitive with all these guys in the UFC is yeah breath, breath of fresh air to uh, people like me and you who, who spend time watching all these other organizations and, and really, you know, are, have a good eye for talent and, and can, and can appreciate when we're seeing something that yeah. is, is greatness, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have UFC for it to be greatness. It's uh it's, it, there's a talent level there and there's a state, you know, a, a they say there's levels to this. I don't know who started that crap, but whoever did, you know, he's on one of these levels that yeah. Henderson's an older guy, but you still, even at his age, you don't see people doing to Benson Henderson what this dude did. I mean, he throws a question mark kick. quick kick. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's Glabe Fatosa from old school K1 days, you know, throwing the question mark kick. And then, uh, and then he chokes out Benson Henderson, which is, yeah. You know, I not, not, not an I easy thing thought. to do. No, yeah. no, no, no. But I mean, I could have saw TKO. I think that's probably even kind of what I, I picked. But um, to be a, a finish through submission um, was crazy. Yeah, um, Lit- Litton Vassell looked outstanding. I mean, I think that was. I know that was that was that was unexpected. And then I actually wrote an article about the uh, Yamauchi and, and Page and Venom Page. Twenty six seconds. You know, he clips his kneecap a patellar tendon loose which is unheard of. I mean, that guy, it's funny that we're talking about that because, you know, when we had Kevin Nicholson on, I had mentioned uh, um, there's a there's a guy on Twitter that does, I think he does videos on YouTube too, is, uh, Abisi's his last name. But for me, the guy that I saw first before Abisi jumped on the bandwagon, Dr. Brian Sutterer, who, who does a lot of stuff for all sports. I mean, he, if you're not watching that guy's YouTube channel, you need to, especially if you're into – you know, stick and ball stuff, the big four, whatever. Any injury, significant injury that you've seen, he he does something on. And literally, the main card wasn't even over. He already had his breakdown out. And it wasn't official about the te- patellar tendon uh, rupture uh, until the post-fight press conference. But uh, Brian Sutterer called it in his video. He's like, that looks like a patellar rupture because of the way the kneecap rolled up. And he talks about how how the kneecap works like a rubber band stretching. So when it gets ruptured, it, it pulls up to the higher quadrant because of because of the muscle groups that are up there. It was really a really great breakdown, and I just love the speed at which he did it with good production value and everything. So um, I, I wrote the article with the clips over at myMMAnews.com if you want to check that out from last weekend. But um, uh, talking about both events, I mean we we kind of brushed past it when we shouldn't. You know, both at the UFC and at the um, Bellator, um, you know, Benson Henderson hung up the gloves, retired. 
and uh, and the UFC event, our uh, Asuncio also retired after his loss. So I think it was weird that we had two, you know, notable fighters from both organizations retire. And I mean, we're seeing the guard change so fast in this sport, man. It just eats eats up the older dudes, even when they're not that old. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, obviously Benson Henderson had a Hall of Fame level career. Be cool to see the UFC, um, you know, acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. You know, he defended the belt three times, lightweight champion, mm-hmm. WEC champion. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems to me like that's yeah, he's due. You know, he's due for, and it's not going to happen probably this year, or next year, but a couple years down the line mm-hmm. when all the when all the smoke settles, um, it would be sure it would be nice to see him recognized uh, by the UFC for the efforts that he put out and enter- entertainment he gave everybody for damn near twenty years. Um, with that said, we move up towards this week. Um, also, a quick little note, and we're going to say at the end of the show, we don't want anybody necessarily tuning out, but Invicta Fighting Championships doing their thing tonight, Invicta 52. Um, <laughs> YouTube channel, I believe Access TV also, if you get mm-hmm. that channel on your cable package. So uh, that's starting, I believe, in about 15, 20 minutes, give or take. Um, so hopefully when we get done with this, we'll be jumping on to that. Uh, but uh, that's so that's your entertainment for tonight after this podcast. Um <laughs> <laughs> That leaves us a quick little note also. This Friday night, uh, before we get to the UFC pay-per-view, it is BKFC 38, so they keep doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Daniel Strauss, a familiar name, former Bellator uh, champion, mm-hmm. a featherweight champion, a guy who had, uh, shoot, four, maybe five fights with Pitbull. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> I think four. I think four. In fact, yeah. I think you sent me the poster for their last one, so uh have to – Oh, the one that was out here, yeah, in Connecticut. Yep, yeah, four. There it is. Strauss versus Pitbull four. So, uh, you know, he a guy who went back and forth with with Pitbull in the Bellator cage. He makes his BKFC debut against their former champion Dat Win. Um, Isaac Doolittle, co-main event, a guy who's had a lot of success in BKFC. He's coming off a loss uh, to Mike Richmond um, for for an interim title. Uh, and Francisco Ricci also was on the card. Who's coming off of a loss to Dave Mundell in another title fight. So good card uh, somewhere in Florida. I'm not real sure where Delray beach is, um, but uh, BKFC doing their thing, keeping the, keeping it going. And then they follow up again with an event next week, but now let's get to the main event, the main show for this week, uh, UFC London, UFC 286, the trilogy fight uh, that I don't think anybody really expected until about four minutes and, <laughs> Two seconds le- uh, into the fifth round of uh, their previous fight, Kamar Usman <laughs> versus Leon Edwards, uh, and then a co-main event that's got uh, that's got Ed's Ed's blood moving throughout his body. Uh, just engaged. I literally, literally didn't know who else was on this card after they announced this fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the whole main card, solid main card, not the best London show that they've ever put on, um, but you know some names and and. Uh, you know, early early card too for folks, folks not knowing because of the location in the UK they're doing, I believe the first fight starts at one o'clock yeah one p.m. Eastern, so it's an it's an early Saturday card, and um, uh, again I mean it's it's pay per view worthy in my opinion with the names that are on here, um, if you're watching some of these fighters come on the come up, um. But let's jump into the main card so we could. Uh, we'll start at the bottom before I go crazy talking about Justin Gaethje. <laughs> uh, uh, first fight opening up the pay per view: Marvin Vittori versus Roman Delizze. I feel like we haven't seen Vittori fight in a while. 
Yeah, he seems like he goes through phases where he's, he seems like he's on every card for about a month and then uh, and then kind of disappears. <laughs> he is coming off of a loss to Robert Whitaker. Uh, let's see, nine. So, yeah, six months ago. A um, little over six months. So, definitely been a while. Uh, that Prior to the loss to Whitaker, he beat Paulo Costa. Um, Dolidze, how, is that how you say his name? Dolidze. Yeah. Dolidze. Uh, he's been on a nice heck of a run since he's come over to, uh, the UFC. He did suffer one loss, but, um, other than that, he is, uh, six and one in the UFC, uh, last win over Jack Hermanson, uh, second round, uh, you know, TKO. It's a tough fight to pick. I kind of, I'm leaning towards Dolidze. Um, I, 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 you know, Vittori's been one of those things for me that when I see him, I'm not like super impressed, but he, he picked up some big wins along the way. Um, but I could see him getting punched out in this fight. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if he kind of reached his peak with the title fight against Adesanya. Um, I think that was 263 uh, when they had that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, you know, I, I yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of, yeah, I that's the way I kind of see it. I think he, I think he might get, I think he might get beat up a bit, and uh, that's, I think TKO. I don't ever, yeah. you know, he's pretty durable. I don't know if he'll get finished in a three round fight, but um, I think he's gonna get, gonna get hit, gonna get beat up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the these, uh, we know these uh, the stats on the UFC.com website where we're looking at this on. They're not always up to date, but by uh, the win by uh, looks like Delize uh, has the advantage by winning by KO TKO. So uh, that's a that's a, you and I are on the same page with that one. So moving on to uh, the second fight on the main card, uh, flyweight belt between Jennifer Maya and Casey O'Neill. Yeah, uh, Eileen. Uh, I, I know Jennifer Maya's had a run. She was the Invicta champion. Mm-hmm. Um, Came cl- she did get a title, I believe she did also. She fought Shevchenko, correct? Uh, or did she not quite feel like I'm missing? Oh, yeah, she got to Shevchenko, so she did have one, you know, eventually got to a title fight, didn't go her way. Um, she's lost three out of her last five. Um, I, I Casey O'Neill seems like one of the new, you know, uh, cool new toys on uh, in town, <laughs> nine and zero. uh. <coughs> doing damage against some veterans, mm-hmm. Matafari and, and so on. I, I, uh, I, I think, I think Casey O'Neill outworks her and, uh, especially in, in her home country. I think she, she picks up a decision win here, um, and, and goes to continues to be undefeated. And, uh, one of the brighter prospects at one twenty-five. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why they're there. Cause they're, they're trying to, you know, I, f- I feel like they wanted to put Patty on this card if he wasn't, uh, recovering from his foot getting operated on otherwise that would have happened so i cannot disagree with you on that one and uh moving on to the welterweight bout middle fight of the main card gunner nelson versus brian barbarina um i'm i uh, what are we looking at here i nelson's from iceland he's my height 171 um <laughs> I don't know. You know, every time it was funny, I was talking about Brian Barberina today because he was the guy that uh, ended the Sage Northcutt hype. So every time he fights, I kind of lean towards him just because I always remember that performance. Um, I know he's yeah, coming off she, a loss, but still. 
Yeah, it was UFC 200 when uh, people thought he was being fed to to Northcutt coming mm-hmm. into the UFC. Um, I'm picking Barbarina. I think he's too tough. I think um, he'll avoid the submissions, and I think he'll he'll end up getting on top of Nelson, and I think he'll do damage. I mean, he's coming off a loss to Dos Anjos. I don't think that that's any kind of you know, I, I don't see that necessarily as a negative. Um, I mean, obviously it's a loss, but Dos Anjos is a Hall of Famer. I, I, I and you know, and he's coming off of prior to that, he had wins over Matt Brown and Robbie Lawler. Obviously, being submitted by Dos Anjos is a little bit, uh, a little bit something to be nervous about when he's going in there with Gunnar Nelson or Gunnar uh, Nelson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I, I. I I always pick against Barbarina and he always wins. So <laughs> I'm going to go with him this time um, to land something big, That's you know, funny. while, while perhaps Nelson's uh, fishing for some kind of submission. Um, I'll take Barbarina to just be durable enough to kind of beat him up and, and win, win a scrap. Yeah. Uh, so far we're, we're picking the same. Uh, I don't know about this one. Cause I don't feel like you're not on the Justy Yeti hype train as I am, as he said, everyone should be at today's, uh, Media day, but um, Justin Gaethje co main event versus Rafael Fiziev, um, plus 195 on the odds for Justin Gaethje. He's already got the ingredients of why people should pick him the win because he's usually the underdog. And then I was actually looking at this fight earlier today. If you look at these stats on here, anyway, the win Justin Gaethje wins more by KOTKO 83 percent versus Fiziev 67 percent. Um, his takedown defense is uh, uh, pretty decent for other folks' wrestling-style takedowns anyway, not if you hook him up and trip him up like Khabib did or bait him into a, uh, knocking himself down or whatever he did against Oliveira. But I blame that to his uh, maniacal way of his fighting. Um, I'm definitely leaning towards Gaethje. No surprise there. Um, yeah, Justin Gaethje, knockout, TKO. Probably in the third round. I don't see it happening early. <laughs> see, this one hurts because I don't want to pick against Justin Gagey. I love the guy. <laughs> um, I mean, and in a world where you just mentioned like the old guard, changing of the guard, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's about, you know, he's not old school. He's not in that generation that's mm-hmm. leaving now, but I feel like he's been around forever, you know, <laughs> and I feel like he's entertained us forever. Um, and I think each war seems like it's just been, you know, a year in itself. Every battle he's gone in there. Um, and it seems like it's just been nonstop for forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with that said, I think Fiziev offers him a lot of trouble with his technical striking. Mm. I, I And, and obviously... Let me put it this way. If Gagey lands a bomb, Fiziev's going out. We know that. <laughs> yeah. We know that, but I don't know if he's going to be able <laughs> to land that bomb before he takes enough shots to the head with straight mm. punches <laughs> that um, it, it it slows him down. And and as much as we love the wars, we've talked about it ad yeah. nauseum that it takes something away. Every time yeah. something, you know, you it's a video game. Every time a click goes down, you know, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you go from a 99 overall and after, you know, five fights down, you're down to 96 overall and then you're a 92 overall, you know, and um, it's just natural progression of aging and, and, 
and the time you've left in that cage. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I'm going to pick Fiziev. I don't want to. I don't want to, but I got to pick him. Plus, it, it changes up our, our picks because I have a feeling we're going to have the same main event choice. Um, <laughs> yeah, we so, are. <laughs> so at least we'll, we'll, have, we'll have one different one here. I, I mean, I'd love to see what the odds of a sub are, considering that you're looking at 4% and 8%. Uh, uh, maybe they don't have it. Hold on. Let's see. The, no, um, where's the, oh, they don't do that specific anymore with the odds. Yeah. You'd have to go to a site, but I imagine it's, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm picking, oh, one no, guy by, second, if I'm picking somebody by sub, I'm still, yeah, I, I, I think Gagey would be your sub because you're you, in the back of your mind. You're going, you know, I, I think maybe in his later age, I, I mean, I don't know about you and we'd love to see the wars. But part of me would love to see him go in there and use some wrestling. I know we talk about it every time, <laughs> but it's almost become a myth at this point. Like, we don't really know how good his wrestling is. Mm-hmm. Like, we just don't. We've heard about it for, for a decade, but, like, we we haven't really seen it utilized. He used it some in the Palomino fights and stuff like that going back to World Series. Yeah, he definitely but, used it more in WSOF than he has in the UFC. You know, but um, I just feel like, you know, maybe this is the fight where it kind of brings that out and it creates a new you know, a new old version of him where like all of a sudden you're a contender again because mm-hmm. you bring something else to the table. I feel like just being the, the big puncher, like you might win five in a row, but like then that title fight comes and it's, and you lose, you know I mean? I, I just don't know if that's a successful, you know, not uh, title career. It's great to get paid. It's great to get bonuses, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know, man. I, like you said, this is, this is the fight of the night right here. I mean, this yeah, is Yeah, I actually fight. I didn't even know who else was fighting and then uh, <laughs> someone reminded me earlier today, oh, it's Leon Edwards and Usman 3 and I was like, "Oh yeah. That's right. It sucks like again, we're actually probably being robbed of two rounds in this fight cuz it's It sucks. It's, we can't get What happened to the didn't we? I felt like we had a little run there where we were getting some like five round co-main events. Like, we I were know. for depending on who was on it, but I guess you know, I, mean, I know that was the Diaz special, yeah. but it sure seems like uh that should be something that, that you reserve for fights like this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. again, I mean, really, would you bet that this goes really that? I mean, I know you said the third round. Yeah, no, I just like because I, I know he likes to. I mean, it could happen early if the if, but for the only reason I say third round because I'm even I don't, as much as I'm rooting for Gaethje, I know Fiziev ain't no slouch and he's not you know he's not somebody that um he, he wears damage well you know what I mean so. Um, that's the only reason why I said third round. I still see KO, TKO or, or something like that. I mean, it, it could happen on both sides, like you said, but I always think about when Justin Gaethje interviewed, I'm sorry, uh, Chael Sonnen interviewed Justin Gaethje when he was still, when they were uh, all at World Series of Fighting. And um, he, he, he mentioned, the, I forget how he worded it, but he was like, you know, you're, he's like, you're, your fighting style, it's, it doesn't make for a long career. <laughs> And I, it's it just always stuck with me because I'm like, here we are now. That was a while ago, and here we are now. And he's still literally fighting the same way. I don't know what happens. Like like Trevor Whitman reeled him in when he fought uh, Tony Ferguson from falling into that madness of just enjoying the fight and fighting smart and technically and winning. And like we haven't seen. I I don't know if he lost control of of his man in the corner or what happened. Because, like, when he fought Oliveira, I mean, he was literally throwing punches that almost swung himself off his feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, I, I, it's it's like it's like the anticipation. He gets so he, – he tastes victory is so close to him, it just distracts him from, you know, what he should be doing. And, and 
I mean, it's weird because it's one of the things I like about him. So, uh, all right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> you can take this one because we're both going to say the same Tomorrow thing. Tomorrow anyway. was Leon Edwards. <laughs> Champ Leon Edwards coming over the uh, coming off of the shock of last year, mm-hmm. head kick KO over Usman. Uh, forget the number, but I know it was in Salt Lake City. Uh, I mean, going into that fight, we were talking about how Usman was a kind of once in a generation like fighter mm-hmm. uh, seemed to be almost unbeatable, seemed to have every uh, a step over everybody at every single, you know, at every single asset really of, of the game. Um, and he, he got snoo, you know, he, he yeah. got caught kind of sleeping for a second and, and uh, in a fight that he dominated essentially for the first 24 and a half minutes. And uh, I, I think he comes out as a vengeance here. Um, I think Leon Edwards is a good fighter. I, I don't know if he's in my mind. I don't know if he's a great fighter or not. Um, his record-wise, might he end up, might end up with a great record. He might end up uh, with with some really great credentials. But I don't know if, for me at least, like I don't know if there's anything like super special about the guy. Um, he just kind of seems like a jack of all trades that manages to pick up wins and, and we'll see here. I mean, if he wins this fight, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the atmosphere he can mm-hmm. he at that point. He's now moved on from the Usman uh, chapter and there might be a long run of victories because, you know, it's, it's an older division. Um, but uh, his matchups, get a little bit better when you start talking about his ability to wrestle and stuff mm-hmm. against some of those other guys. Um, but I think Usman dominates and I think he comes yeah. out. I'm assuming he comes out here with like the eye of the tiger and really wanting mm-hmm. to avenge that. And um, as long as he doesn't do get sloppy, but I don't even getting sloppy. Like there was nothing, you know, like that head kick came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if Edwards has the like tiger where like, he's just going to destroy you. If you get a little bit, you know, if it turns into a phone book fight, like, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if Edward, I don't know how Edwards reacts to something like that. I yeah. I feel like he's more, way too technical and, and kind of, you know, uh, timid's not the right word, but kind of just kind of goes with the flow of the fight. And if the fight's not, um, I don't know how he would deal with Matt. I mean, I don't know how he wins with massive pressure because mm-hmm. we saw Usman put pressure on him for four and a half rounds and, and it was extremely successful last time. So I'll take Usman. Um, it's hard for me to say finish. I don't, you know, Usman does do a lot of decisions I, mm-hmm. uh, when he's not fighting essential journeyman yeah. um, in title fights. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with, with Usman 50, 45. Yeah, I can even see a ten eight somewhere in there where he he, you know, takes out his aggression, but he's just not able to finish the guy. No, that that that's that that's a good way to look at it because of the when they did fight, they uh, they you know it wasn't like you said it wasn't it was at towards the end of their fight um, when when the knockout happened. One thing I I, uh, I you know people like Cejudo does that 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 triple C character so much. Some I don't know if people caught his. Uh, when he's serious and he analyzes fights himself, one of the things he mentioned was, um, you know, how Usman, when he fights, he tends to when he when he does his movement away from stuff, he separates his hands from his head, and that's kind of how the the kick happened. So I would think, given you know who his coach is, where he trains, and and the level of competitor that he is, 
Uh, if that if that was a hole in his game, I'm pretty sure he corrected it, um, especially since all this time has passed and he's probably been focusing on that. I know he he did a, a you know he was like a, a, a you know and in, in a, the Black Panther movie and he had like done stuff like that, but you know that that was just like a small part. So I I don't think that's something that would have distracted him from keeping his eye on the prize of getting the belt back, especially from someone that he beat before. Um, the way that you said. You know, so I, I don't. I, I think, and he was winning the last fight. That's if that kick doesn't happen, he he, this this fight wouldn't be happening. So, uh, yeah, we're on the same page there. UFC 286, an early card this weekend. Um, obviously it's a pay per view, so uh, make sure you make your arrangements to watch it. However you watch it. Uh, also, really quick, just a reminder for folks. Uh, also this weekend, John Brumley's fight is in. Your neck of the woods with the Hendo fight night, um, and if you could check that that episode, the episode before the last one that we had him on doing the UFC 285 picks with us. So uh, ticket information and viewing stuff is on the description of that one. Spectation Sports has two events this weekend. I've interviewed fighters for, off of both events. Um, check out SpectationSports.com for that. And I'm trying to think what else uh, what else we got going on this weekend. The, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah. The the Hendo Fight Night 11 is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, John talks about it during our interview, but it's streaming uh, live via TKOTix.com. Uh, I'm not sure what the pay-per-view is. It's probably $9.99, something mm-hmm. like that. But, again, if you listen to the show and you're interested in supporting some of the amateur and younger up-and-coming fighters uh, and there's not a lot going on Saturday night, um, then, then I would uh, – you know, I recommend checking that out. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to get down there. I mean, not really get down there. It's literally across the street. Um, but I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm to pick up a ticket and, uh, and hopefully go over there and, and support him and, uh, yeah. and run into some of the boys that we've had on this show before. So, um, best of luck to him. Uh, mm-hmm. let's just get that out of the way. And, um, I think that wraps it up so everybody can get to Invicta. Until then, check us out at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Edit Carb at on Twitter at Carbazal, on Instagram at Carbeerzal, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Uh, and as always, as mentioned for earlier, we are always brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast, MMA news, and MMA stories. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's let's get to Invicta tonight and uh, BKFC Friday, UFC, and then uh, Hendo Fight Night. So that's the lineup of champions this weekend, and uh, look forward to it all. Have a good night, Ed. Thanks Peace. for listening, everyone.